Read aloud, and thank you, Fritz, for sending me news of something called the Book of Hopes, an online book recently published by the UK National Literary Trust. It's called The Book of Hopes, Words and Pictures to Comfort, Inspire, and Entertain Children in Lockdown. At the moment, it is only available on their website, literarytrust.org.uk. But I, I've, I've been looking through it, and I think it's absolutely beautiful. I'm going to first read the, the sort of foreword, if you like, by Catherine Rundell, who put this book together. And it starts a very short note about hope. For the last few weeks, I've been hunting for hope. One of the places I've been looking has been in books, old books, new books, terrifically serious books with footnotes in Latin, and terrifically unserious books with jokes too rude to repeat here. And I have found that with each book I read, I felt a little tougher, a little bolder, a little more ready to face the world. And I think this is why. I think stories of transformation, of wild glories and everyday glories, of magic, both real and imaginary, can act like a map. They give us a push towards hope. Real, true hope isn't the promise that everything will be all right. But it's a belief that the world has so many strangenesses and possibilities that giving up would be a mistake, that we live in a universe shot through with the unexpected. There's never been a single decade in human history when we've not taken ourselves by surprise. We, the knobbly-kneed, wonky-toothed human species, have an endless potential for change. I'm not exactly an optimist, nor am I pessimist. I am a possibilityist. And that's just a wonderful new word, a possibilityist. The possibilities out there for beauty, for transforming the world, are literally infinite. There are spectacular ideas that we will have in the next ten years that we can't even begin to dream of now. So a few weeks ago, I began a hope project. I emailed some of the children's writers and artists whose work I love most. I asked them to write something very short, fiction or non-fiction, or draw something, anything, that would make the people reading it feel like possibilityists, something that would make them laugh or wonder or snort or smile. The response was magnificent, which shouldn't have surprised me, because I think children's writers and illustrators are professional hunters of hope. We seek it out, catch it in our nets, setting it down between the pages of a book and sending it out into the world. You could read this collection all in one sitting if you wanted to, but it's designed so that you can dip into it. They are true accounts of cats and hares and plastic-munching caterpillars. They are doodles and flowers, revolting poems and beautiful poems. There are stories of space travel and new shoes and elephants and dragons. None are longer than 500-ish words, so they can be devoured in a bite. One story for breakfast and another at midday with a poem, perhaps, for dessert. And I'm going to do the first in the book, which is called A Song of Gladness. I've been talking every morning to Blackbird, telling him why we are all so sad at the moment. He sits on his branch and listens. It was Blackbird's idea. He sang out this morning at dawn from his treetop in the garden to Fox half asleep behind the garden shed. She thought it a good idea, too. It was a wake-up call. Fox was on her feet at once and trotting through Bluebell Wood, where she barked it to deer who ran off across the stream. Kingfisher was there, Otter and Dipper too. They heard and piped it on. 
and Swallow swooped down over the meadow and passed it on to cows waiting to go into their milking and to sheep resting quietly under the hedge with her lambs in the corner of the dew-damp field. And they all agreed, bleating it out to bees already busy at their flowers, to weaving spiders and grasshoppers and scurrying mice. Trees heard sheep calling too, the whole flock of them, and waved their budding leaves in wild enthusiasm. And high above the clouds wandered through the skies, driven by wind, and wind took Blackbird's idea over the cliffs, across heaving seas where gulls and albatross cried it out, and whales and dolphins and porpoises heard it, and wailed and whooped it down into the deep where turtles listened, and they too loved the idea. So did plankton, and every fish and crab and sea urchin and whelk, they all whispered that it was a fine notion, the best they ever heard. And the whisper went over the sea on the curling waves to the shores of Africa, where lions roared their approval, and elephants trumpeted it, leopards yawned it, water buffalo belched it, wild dogs yelped it. Wildebeest murmured it out across the savannah, and Storm lifted the idea of up rainforests, where rain took it and poured it down on gorillas in the mist, on chimpanzees in their sleeping nests. Howler monkeys and gibbons echoed their calls loud all over the earth. They are that loud. And then, from far up high, Sun heard it too, and shone it down over deserts, where Oryx stamped her foot, impatient to be getting on with it, and doing it, she loved the idea that much. Even Camel, who rarely joined in anything, thought this was the best and most beautiful idea he had ever heard. Back in the garden, Blackbird waited till everyone was ready, and then he began to sing, and the whole carnival of animals Every living thing on this good earth joined in, until the globe echoed with the joy of it. And Blackbird was very pleased. But I was still lost in sadness as I heard the earth singing around me. It was a song of forgiveness, I knew that. So I asked Blackbird if I could join in, and he sang his answer back to me. Why do you think we are doing this, you silly man? We want you and yours to be happy again. Only then will you treat us and the world right again, as you know you should. Only then will all be well. Sing, silly man, sing. Our song is your song, your song is our song. So I sang, we all sang, sang away our sadness. In every house and flat and cottage, we clapped and sang in every hut and tent, in every palace and hospital and prison. And they heard, and we heard our song of gladness echoing all together in glorious harmony across the universe. And that was Michael Morpurgo's contribution when asked to write something for this. Let me just remind you of what it is called, and I have lost the... It's the Her um, Literacy Trust. Again, if anybody wants a, a link to this book to read it for themselves or read it to their children or read it with their children, then email me, johnm at capetalk.co.za, and I will pass that link on to you.